0: It's good to have a God that does not change. A God that we can depend on. A God that no matter what our situation is, no matter what our circumstances are, uh, we we know uh, that His promises, that His word is true, and we can rely upon Him. We need a good foundation, amen? And He is that foundation. Ephesians chapter 2, um, this is a, a large section of, 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 of verses, and if. I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure we're not going to get through it um, all in one section. But I have it broken down into three: uh, our place, our piece, and our prop, our cornerstone. Um, but we're going to we're going to see uh, how far we we get through this this passage and through these thoughts. We'll we'll start. I'm going to start just by reading verses 11 down through uh, verse uh, verse 13, maybe 14. Wherefore, remember that ye, being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, were called in circumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands; that all th- that at that time ye were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world; but now, I love that word "but," in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. We'll go ahead and read verse 16, that he might be reconciled both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enemy thereby. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, uh, Lord, that we have a a Savior who, Lord, who unifies us. Lord, who loves us all equally. Lord, who died for us all equally. Uh, God, I am so thankful that that even though, Lord, I was worthless and not worth your time, Lord, you love me anyways. And God, I pray that you would just bless us now to study your word. I pray that you give us that you would illuminate our hearts. Um, give us understanding of the, these doctrinal truths, uh, Lord. They're so important, and uh, Lord, again, we thank you for them, and for what you have done for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Verse eleven, Paul is again writing to the church at Ephesus, um, to a to a large part of the the Gentile nation. We have to remember that that. Uh, Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. Now, Paul loved the Jews. In fact, in Romans chapter 9 and chapter 10, uh, he, he, one, he says that his heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved. And chapter 9, I believe, the first verses say that if he could, he would give up his own salvation. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he says, that, that, that he himself would be a curse that Israel might uh, be saved. Paul loved the people of Israel because they were his people. Uh, yes, he was a Roman, as as we as we find in 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 in, uh, in the book of Acts, as he claimed his Roman rights. But he was also a Jew, and uh, he loved the Jewish people, and he had a harsh desire to see them saved. And we see that acted out in the fact that every time he went into a city, every time that he went into a town on a mis- on his missionary journeys, he would first go to the temple and preach. And when they kicked him out or they didn't want to hear it anymore, then he'd preach to the Gentiles too. And uh, but, but God always, uh, even though his heart was there, God had called him to be the apostle to the Gentiles, God had revealed to first Peter and then Paul that the Gentiles uh, could receive uh, the word of God, the gospel, and that it was for them also. Now, the first thing we see here in chapter 11, uh, he's, he's saying you need to remember what you used to be. You need to remember who you were. He said, you were Gentiles uh, in uh, in times past, about in the flesh. There was there's a, a, there's always a division uh, in Scripture between the Jews and the Gentiles. Now uh, God is all, there's always a division when we're speaking about people in the world. Uh, there's uh, scripturally, or uh, well, before we get to scripturally, uh, people are divided by race. People are divided by uh, backgrounds. People are divided by culture. People are divided by politics. People are divided by uh, which side of the track you grew up on. People are divided by uh, how long your hair is and what you wear. People are divided by all kinds of things. But when we're talking about the Jews and the Gentiles, the division was different. God has always talked about division between two people. There are only really two sets of kinds of people. There are those that are the people of God, and there are those that are not the people of God. Uh, Psalms chapter 1 talks about uh, two type of people, the godly and the ungodly. And the godly, uh, the godly are those that walk not amongst the sinners, they sit not in the seat of their council. They, uh, they, right, their root is in the word of God, and they're like a tree planted by the river of, 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 uh, by the river of waters. And, but then it goes on to say, but the ungodly are not so and how they'll be, they'll be separated like chaff. like, uh, like chaff. So we, we understand God has always done that, and he always will do that. Because there will be a time and, and a place, and listen, this, is, this isn't the time and the place. We're not the judge. God is the judge. But there will be a time when there will be a separation between the godly and the ungodly. One day we're going to stand before God, and the answer is whether your name is in the Lamb's book of life, or whether it's not. Whether you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus, or whether you rejected Christ. There will always be that that division. But in the Word of God in the Old Testament, there was a division. We see it here, uh, there in verse 11. It says, Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called, notice this, uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision, in the flesh made by hands. He says, that You were Gentiles. You were called the uncircumcision. Why were you called who called you that? The those that were circumcised, and that, that you are, are now known as the circumcision. Uh, uh, the Jews uh, had a covenant with God back starting back in Genesis chapter 17. That they, were, they were to be circumcised, and that was going to be an outward physical showing of, of a covenant between the, Abraham and God. And, and, and between the people of Israel and God. And guess what? Nobody else did that. Uh, so that was that thing that separated them from. From others, and that was something that was carried on through the New Testament. In fact, it was carried on through the, not just uh, through the Gospels, but man, the churches were dividing over this stuff because Jews would come into the church where Gentiles were. And they said, "Listen, uh, praise the Lord! I'm glad you're. I'm glad you want to follow the gospel, but you, now you've got to get circumcised. Now, now you've got to follow the law and, and follow the law of the people of Israel and and to be a part of us." Now, there was a separation back in those days, and it started with that with that covenant of, of circumcision Genesis chapter 17 verse 11 you want to look at it real quick with me I won't keep you here forever I promise you but I want to, I don't want to I don't want to cut corners and miss out on on this I want you to I want you to to, to be grounded in this and understand what God really did here for us Genesis chapter 17 verse 11. It says, And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Abram. When he was 90 years old, uh, ninety and nine years old lord appeared to abraham there in the, and he says to, he says to him there first one i am the almighty god walk before me and be thou perfect and this was the sign of that covenant uh that circumcision That uh, circumcision was carried on into the, the the promised land where they where they recircumcised all those jews who hadn't been circumcised yet carried on into uh into to, into the 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 new testament where where paul and and uh Paul and Timothy—not Paul and Timothy. Paul and Silas uh, are, are are going in, and and I believe it's uh, Acts chapter sixteen. It says they, they uh, it talks about the Galatians how they they, they they spied out their liberty. They sent men in because one of them, not Paul, the other one wasn't wasn't the circumcised. They 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 spied out their liberty. They wanted to see if they were circumcised because they. Met caused doubt. So much so that Paul told Timothy after deciding in Acts chapter 16 that, hey, circumcision isn't needed. Following the law isn't needed for salvation. It's only faith in Jesus Christ. Paul went and picks up Timothy and says, hey, I want you to come with me to to start these churches to the Gentiles. But before we go, you need to get circumcised. I don't know about you, but as an adult male, I'd have been like, I don't think so. I'll just wear. uh, I'll I'll, I'll just wear lots of pants, and nobody'll know. Well, they did it for a purpose, right? Because they knew that it would be a stumbling block to the Jews. That was the whole purpose. They wanted to be able to reach anybody and everybody for the gospel. But this was a division. This was something that the, the, the Gentiles did not have, that the Jews did have. The Jews had a covenant with God through this outward, this outward manifestation of this, of, this, uh, of this circumcision. But not only that, they, they didn't have a, a, a commonwealth relationship. The, 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 the Gentiles weren't Jews. The Jews of Israel was God's chosen people. Imagine that. God, in his great mercy, in his love, showed grace upon a particular people, starting with Abraham. And yes, Abraham was a Gentile until, through his lineage, came the, the, the Jewish nation, the Israel nation. The, 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 so that separated them. The, the Jews always looked at at, at every other nation as be, being ungodly, and, and and they were because they worshipped other gods. They they didn't follow uh, they didn't follow uh, uh, Jehovah. They they, they 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 were there was a separation there. Although all throughout Scripture we can see God's grace, because even back in those days, God would allow proselytes to come in from other nations. One of the ones that comes to my mind is in Joshua chapter two, where Rahab is is a, is a Gentile, not just a Gentile, but she's a, a prostitute, and the, the the Joshua sends in two spies who she brings into her home and instead of giving them up to, the, to, the, to the, uh, those who were searching for them who would have had them killed, uh, she hid them. And I want you to actually see what, what she says, because this, it isn't just that God saved them alive, and they said, okay, come along. I want you to see what she says here in Joshua chapter 2. Because she didn't become an Israelite out of necessity. She didn't begin to follow God out of necessity. She followed God out of faith. Joshua chapter 2 Verse 10, she's speaking to the, to the two spies. For we, meaning the Gentiles, have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, notice what it says, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. Notice what, what she proclaims next. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. What What she do? She has just proclaimed faith in God. Listen, when, when, when she threw out that cord, that was an act of faith. Not a faith—not of faith in those two men, not of faith in Joshua, not of faith even in the, the mercy of the nation of Israel. It was in the faith of the God of the people of Israel. She, uh, she was allowed into, listen, when I say she was allowed into, uh, she became an integral part of the nation of Israel. Now, I don't know who it was she married because I don't remember his name because I, I didn't look it up just before the service, but, 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 but she got married to somebody in Israel. A prostitute, a Gentile prostitute who, who was redeemed from, from, from Jericho, uh, was, was, was married into the people of Israel after she had placed faith in God. And guess what? God, in his grace, not only allowed her to live and dwell amongst them as she follow, chose to follow God and follow the, the law of God, but she was made to be in the lineage of Jesus Christ. What grace! She she wasn't an Israelite. They were the promised people. She was a Gentile. So God showed His grace in all those times, and and we can look back in the Old Testament and see that that the gospel was going to be for everyone. But but as far as the Jews were concerned, there was a division between them and every other nation. They were the nation of God. Every other nation was not. They had a covenant with God. They in fact, if you notice in Deuteronomy chapter. 29, look at that with me if you would. Deuteronomy chapter 29. We'll look at a couple verses here and then a couple verses in chapter 30. Verses 10 through 13, he says this to the nation of Israel. Ye stand this day, all of you, before the Lord your God, your captains of your tribes, your elders and your officers, with all the men of Israel, your little ones, your wives, and thy strangers that is in thy camp from the hewers of thy wood under the, the drawer of the water, that thou shouldst enter, in, enter into covenant with the Lord thy God and into his oath, which the Lord thy God maketh with thee this day, that he may establish thee today for a people unto himself, that he may be unto thee, A God, as he hath said unto thee, as thou hast sworn unto thy fathers, unto Abraham, and to Isaac, and to Jacob. Jump over to the next chapter. Look with me to verses 15 through 20. I think that's what I wrote. Verse 15 says, See, verse 15, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil, and that I commanded thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his way and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee uh, it, bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away so that thou wilt not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship of the gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your day upon the land whither thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto the, him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them god made these covenants with abraham and there were other there were other covenants the davidic covenants and god made these covenants with the people of israel uh, that that nobody else had any claim to these covenants separated they divided the people of israel part of this was the covenant of the law in deuteronomy 29 30 god uh, god reiterates the law that was given to them and you're to walk in this way you're to follow this law that law separated, did, did two things. Uh, Galatians tells us it was their schoolmaster for the people of Israel. That law separated them from God because they knew they could never keep it. That's why there was also the sacrificial law in which they could, they could sacrifice when they made sin. And could, they could find uh, a, a putting off of, uh, uh, of the wrath of God because of the sacrifice. But not only did it separate them from God, it separated them from everybody else. Because here they are, they're doing their best to, to to serve and to follow the law of God. And listen, we're not just talking the Ten Commandments, we're talking all the law of God. And they're doing all of this, and guess what? Uh, they, they may not be perfect at it, but they're doing pretty good. They know what's right and wrong, but everybody else is doing wickedness and evilness. There's a separation there. If you were to sit down and have lunch with a Jew today and uh, and, and, and try to serve them pork, you might find yourself having an unhappy dinner guest because they considered that unclean, right? There were laws that they had to abide by that that, that they followed that, that somebody else wouldn't would would, would wouldn't understand and wouldn't follow. So that law separated them. So so here in verse 11, he says, uh, of, back in Ephesians chapter 2, he says, Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called on circumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, they by hands. They're they're reminding you that you're the uncircumcision. You're divided. That at times past, you you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth. You weren't a part of the people of Israel. You were not one of the chosen. And not only that, but you didn't have that covenantal relationship with them. There it says in the next verse, strangers from the covenants. Of promise, you you had no you had no claim to any of those things, because you were not the people of Israel, and they knew it, and you knew it, and that separated the Gentiles from the Jews, and that's why it was such a revelation to Peter when God said, "Let the uh, let thou or call not thou the clean what, or unclean what I've called clean." That's why Paul had to withstand Peter to the face when, when he began to treat the, 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 the Gentiles, uh, the Christians, differently than, than, uh, than uh, the, uh, uh, the, the Jewish Christians. When the, others, the other apostles came and, and he, he stopped dealing with the Gentiles, he was stand to the face saying, hey, you're wrong here. Because it was affecting Barnabas and uh, the other Christians. He says, listen, you understand, God has shown you, you know this. This was a mystery before. The Jews didn't know this, but now it's been revealed to them. But there was that division. See, our place as Gentiles is divided, separated from God, separated from the people of God. No covenantal relationship, no commonwealth relationship, no hope, he goes on to say in that verse. having no hope. Think about it. The people of Israel had hope. They had the promises of God to look forward to. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 talks about how our hope was in Christ. But uh, the, 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 without Christ we have no hope. First Thessalonians 4.13 t- talking to the Christians said that we should sorrow not even as others who have no hope. Uh, it's, it's important to know that we have hope. But before Christ we didn't. And we weren't part of the Jewish nation looking ahead to a Messiah. That was their hope. Now Christ was that Messiah. Praise the Lord. He came and, and now he's our hope too. But before, that wasn't us. Before we were in Christ. While we were without Christ. Not only were we without hope, we were without God in the world. Can you imagine what this world would be like if there was no God? We would be at the mercy and at the hand of Satan. Our lives would there would be no good in our lives there would be no direction in our lives and that's uh, again it's going back to uh, the beginning of the chapter uh, we're under the direction under the authority of Satan that's how we used to live and he said I want you to remember that this is a doctrinal truth now yes yes we've been made alive yes we've been quick and he goes but more than that God has brought unity and that's the that's the doctrine that he's that he's getting ready to teach. God has knocked down that wall of partition, that law uh, that, that Jesus Christ fulfilled, and he nailed to the cross. Listen, that separated you from God and it separated you from the Jews. But now you're not strangers. I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's our place. Man, we live in a day and age. It's there's just so much separation. And the media and, and everyone pushes it more and more. And I'm not trying. I, I'm not going to get up here and 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 talk about race relations or uh, the, our our country has uh, so many problems. But in Christ, let me say this: there is no difference. Man, woman, Jew, Greek, Gentile, uh, Gentile, Jew, uh, rich, poor. Pretty or ugly, uh, it doesn't matter what, how it is that you separate yourself and divide yourself from. Uh, 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 there is no separation. That goes beyond uh, uh, racial. It goes beyond. It goes beyond political. It goes beyond even religion. Listen, there's no Baptists. There's no Mormons. There no, uh, there's no. There's there's no Methodist. There's no. Uh, there is none of that in Jesus Christ. Now I'm not saying I'm not proud to be a Baptist. I believe in the in the, what the, what. The, uh, the the standard, the stands uh, that we take as Baptists and the beliefs that, in our faith and our doctrine as Baptists. But just because somebody doesn't have the name Baptist on their sign or, or doesn't mean they're not saved. I'm not saying we should change our doctrine to fit in with other people. I'm not there's a reason we're independent, right? I'm not saying that we should change anything about what we're doing here to fit in with anybody else. I'm just saying we need to be very careful with how we treat other people who are considered the children of God in God's eyes. We are we were and are divided, but I do want you to see this. We are not united around any type of movement or organization. We're not united around an ideology or a man. We're, we're united around Jesus Christ. Verse 13 says this, 12 reminds us that we were without Christ, that we were separated, that we were not a part of the people of Israel or or any of their promises. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, that's us, we were far off, are made nigh, brought near by the blood of Christ. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice that we have been unified, that we have been brought together. Only through the sacrifice, not through the work, not through, not through any kind of movement, but it's what Jesus Christ did on that cross. Because his blood paid for my sin, and it paid for your sin, and it paid for the sins of every single person on this earth. And the Bible says that, that, that he, he died for the sins of the, the whole world, not just a subsection of it and many times we go off in our minds and I don't know that we do it purposely I don't know that mind I don't think we do it consciously but but we we get in our minds that, that God can't do something in this particular area can I tell you I still have hope for the people of Augusta Maine I don't care what street they live on I don't care what house they live in or apartment they live in or if they live under a bridge there is still hope in Augusta Maine because of the blood of Christ and the power of the gospel We talk about these good works that we're to be known for. What kind of good works are we really doing? To reach out to those that are a little bit different than us, whether it's their skin color or or where they live or or whether or not they live anywhere. When's the last time that we spoke to a homeless person and shared the gospel with them? They're not going anywhere, they've got their little tent places. Now listen, I'm not saying our ladies should go down there. By the way, I'm not saying put yourself in danger. But as a, but but I can remember uh, uh, Rose used to uh, Rose uh, tells me of the times when she used to go to the bars and and, and witness the peoples in the bars and and they get saved and she she was told back then that she shouldn't be doing that because uh, it was dangerous for her so she stopped and guess what nobody else went in her place. I'm not saying that we should all go into those dangerous places, but if the Lord leads you somewhere or tells you to talk to somebody, maybe just take the time and trust the Lord that He might keep you safe and somebody might get saved. Because it's Christ who brought us near. Verse 14 says, uh, the the first thing, uh, again, the first part of this, the first division, this was our place and we're divided and separated. And listen, I'm sick of being separated. Now, yes, we're to be a separate people. Yes, we're to be a a, a peculiar people in Christ. But just because we're not to be of the world doesn't mean we shouldn't be working for God in the world. Verse 14 says, For He, Jesus, is our peace, who hath made both one Notice what he, that, that's 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 a whole phrase there. Who hath made both one? Who's the both? The Jews and the Gentiles. He took those two groups, those those divided uh, by those divided by the the, the law, those divided by uh, the the Commonwealth, the nationality, those those that were separated. He took those and he brought them together and he made them one. Why? So that he can reconcile them to God. Hebrews, 4, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, turn over there with me. Too. We're going to look at a few verses. I think it's 8 through 17. I can't read my writing very well. Not only do we see our place, but we see that Jesus is our peace. Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 8. And when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hast pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Jesus, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first. The first what? The first covenant. That he may establish the second. The first covenant was the, was the covenant of the law. And he, he took that away that he may establish the second by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which could never take away sin. Talking about the Old Testament. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified whereof the holy ghost also is a witness to us for after that he had said before this is the covenant that i will make with them after those days saith lord i will put my law into their hearts and in their minds will i write them Uh, listen and and their sins and their iniquities will remember no more that's what jesus christ did for us when we got saved he gave us a new heart he gave us a new spirit he put the law of god in our hearts it wasn't that it wasn't that we have to follow now the ten commandments but now we're free in christ to live righteously for him he, he, he took away the first covenant. He, he knocked it down, according to the book of Ephesians. He, 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 he destroyed it so that we might be reconciled. Made us one new man. There is peace. He is our peace, but there is peace with one another. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. Colossians chapter 2 verse 11 says in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands see they were the Jews were concerned about the, the circumcisions made with hands that outward here he's saying that, that we've been circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ we have we through Christ are circumcised well the Jews didn't care about that not with, not those that were talking about the law but if they were talking about the law and 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 so caught up in the law and adding the law to faith they weren't circumcised here either those that were circumcised in the heart God gave them that new heart that we talked about Galatians chapter three verse 28. Galatians 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither bond nor free, neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Jesus Christ. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Galatians chapter 2, verse 39. I said verse 39, didn't I? And I wrote that. I don't know what verse that is because there are not 39 verses give me a second here 3 through 9 that could be it actually but neither Titus who was with me being agreed, grief maybe not that's that's the uh, confrontation between between uh peter peter and paul well um, uh, oh, excuse me, i got several more uh john chapter 10 verse 26 john chapter 10 verse 26. Verse 26 says this But ye believe not because ye are not my sheep, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them. I'm writing, I wrote down 16, not 26, sorry. John 10, 16. That's better. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, speaking of the Gentiles. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. So God has united us together. God has united us together. Look back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15. It says, Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, uh, even the, uh, Ephesians 2, 15, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to making himself of twain one new man, so making peace. Now look over at Colossians 2, 14. Verse 14 says, in whom we have redemption, that's verse 1, chapter 1, two, 2, 14 says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances which is against us, which is contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. See, Christ, who is our peace, took what it was that separated us, separated us from the Gentiles and separated us from God. He took that and he nailed it to the cross. Uh, thus, Jesus said he didn't come to destroy the law, he came to fulfill it. Amen. He who knew no sin lived a perfect life, and then became sin for us, that we could be the righteousness of Christ in Him. Uh, so, so what what happened was, uh, he fulfilled all righteousness, the only one to ever do it and to ever be able to do it. And and in doing that, he then took the the the, the, the law. He took those those those, those uh, that, that sin and the law, and it was nailed to the cross with him, and that was done. That covenant was finished and, and set aside, so that then there was nothing separating. Us from the people of Israel and nothing separating us from God. We could be reconciled through that cross. See, it was a law that, that separates. It was a law that separated the people from from God because they were always trying to to do what they could, but never able to fulfill it. And they were always looking for something for the remission of sins. It wasn't a, they never found it until Jesus Christ died on the cross, and He did it once and for all for all men, uh, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. But not only not only did 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 they do that, but it's, it, that also separated them from us. They're, they no longer have to keep the law. Now the Jews the trust christ those that are saved understand that it's not the law plus christ it's not faith in christ and circumcision or faith in christ in anything else in fact in, in acts chapter 15 when they come to that to that the, the gathering there in jerusalem and all the apostles are there james said listen we we understand it's faith in in christ alone and and, and we can't bear that that burden we can't put that yoke upon the gentile believers that that, that yoke that we couldn't even ourselves bear I'm thankful that we don't have to follow that law. There, there is so much there. I'm so thankful. But listen, that doesn't mean we live just trusting grace and God's forgiveness. To, uh, God, there's still a law that we follow, but that law is written upon our hearts. That law is found in the Word of God. They, they didn't have the whole of the Word of God. Listen, and if you fulfill the two things, the, 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 the two greatest commandments, you fulfill all the rest of the law anyways. Love God, love, love, love uh, your neighbor as yourself. So we see our place, we see our peace, and that's in Jesus Christ. Verse 16 says, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain them, and thereby I am so thankful that we're not just reconciled together, but that we're reconciled to God. I mean, ultimately that was the, the reason for the cross. But, but but the gospel isn't just for the Jews, and it's not just for the Gentiles. The gospel was for all of us. But the gospel, the whole purpose of the gospel is to reconcile us back to God. The purpose of the gospel is so that we see ourselves as sinners and we falling short of the glory of God and that we come to Him seeking that forgiveness that can only be found in, in Jesus Christ. It's the law that separates us. It's the cross that reconciles us. We talked about our place. We have talked about our peace. In a moment, we're going to talk about our prop or our cornerstone. But I want to look at the next couple of verses real quick. Verse 17, And came and preached peace to you that were far off and to them that were nigh. The gospel is for all of us. There's not a, a soul on this earth that's that should not hear the gospel. It is for everyone, man, woman, child. For through him, verse 18, we, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Jesus Christ, our peace, is also the one in whom we have access to, to God uh, through the spirit, uh, that Holy Spirit that, that now lives and dwells within, within us as children of God. And this is the result of that peace. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but f- fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God, we are one. Now, I do need to really quick before we. What time is it? Is it three thirty? uh <laughs> oh. We'll finish. We'll finish most of this up. I I won't go to the next point, but I, I want to say this because I don't want to leave it here with this, uh, w- without saying this. There is a false doctrine out there that Israel and the church are one. That we are the new Israel. Um, and it, that, that all the promises and all the inheritance uh, that were given to Israel are now given to us. Um, that when it co- talks about prophecy in the, new te- in, in, in the book of Revelations and it's talking about Israel, they believe that's talking about us. It changes our. It changes prophetic doctrine. It changes. It changes the, the idea of the rapture. It listen. It's not true. Romans chapter 9, 10, and eleven talk about uh, Israel. In, in, in fact, turn back there with me if you would, real quick. Romans chapter eleven. We'll we'll end with this, but I, I just want to make sure that we're clear that. That while we in Christ are fellow citizens of a heavenly country, that does not make us a part of the nation of Israel. Romans chapter 11. Look at me, if you would, over to verse, we'll start at verse 18. Um, actually let's jump up to verse 17 and if some of the branches be broken off and thou being a wild olive tree were grafted in and speaking of the nation of Israel being the natural branches and us being the wild the Gentiles being the wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them partakers of the root and fatness of the olive tree boast not against the branches but if thou boast thou bearest not the root but the root thee thou wilt say then the branches were broken off meaning Israel was broken off that I might be grafted in Well, because of unbelief they were broken off. That's Israel, the nation. Not every individual of the people of Israel, uh, but Israel as a nation. Um, There have always been a remnant, and there will always be a remnant. Uh, But it it says, well, because of unbelief they were broken off, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, meaning those who were broken off because of their unbelief, but toward thee goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery. This is a mystery that had not been revealed to the people of Israel or to anyone up until this point in time. Lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in god had blinded because of the rejection of jesus has blinded the people of israel and we have been grafted in because of their rejection but they're not always going to be blind the next part of that verse says and so all israel shall be saved as it is written it shall come out of sion a deliver and shall turn away the ungodliness from jacob this is referring to the time the tribulation time listen the church is no longer found in revelation after chapter 4 of Revelation, and the, fir- the very first verse, it talks about the trump sounding, and the church is never mentioned again, at least not till the end chapters of Revelation, the very end of the marriage supper of the Lamb. But who is mentioned? Israel. The entire reason for the tribulation is to get Israel to a point where they as a nation come back to God. And when the fullness of the Gentiles become in, Their blindness will be gone. Why is God long-suffering? Because he wants all to be saved, right? He's waiting for the fullness of the Gentiles. He's waiting for the last one to be saved. At that point point in time, that's, that's when all this stuff will begin to take place so just uh, i want to make sure that we understand that when we're talking about uh us being brought into and grafted into the nation uh, the, these olive branches uh we're talking about in Ephesians 2 how in Christ we are one and the same it does not mean that we have inherited all of the promises we have inherited some of the promises but there were certain promises that were made to the nation of Israel the people as in like the property the land they don't have all of the land that they were promised They'll have it one day. That'll be in the that'll be in the end times that all that's that all that is finally fulfilled. And the way things are going, it could be any time right now, uh, with all the rockets and things going on. And and uh, we know that 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 just shows us the Lord's coming sooner and sooner. And uh, I'm not going to be one to tell you it's going to be next week or next month, or because the Bible says we don't know. All I know is that we're a day closer than we were yesterday. And uh, and I, I know that God's promises for Israel were for Israel. And God's promises for us are for us. And I thank God for that. And so we'll finish this. So we've talked about our place and our peace in Jesus Christ who reconciled us into one 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 covenant. And then next week we'll talk about the end there, our our prop or Jesus Christ as our cornerstone. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for your word. And just the the great truth, Lord, that even though we were Gentiles, even though Lord that we didn't, we weren't part of the chosen people, Lord. We, your your plan was always to, to to send Christ to break down that wall, Lord. And I, God, I'm thankful, Lord. I'm thankful that uh, there's no difference between uh, us and anybody else. There's no people that is that that, that you love more, uh, Lord. You you brought us all together through Jesus Christ, and what a what a blessed peace that we have in Him and because of Him. Uh, Lord, I pray you watch over us through this week as we as we go. Help us to, to walk according to your will and help us to be uh, a, a great witness uh, of the gospel. Lord, help us to see people saved. And uh, Lord, help us to go forth in power and in, 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 in spirit. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.